I was watching the Untouchables earlier tonight, and Kevin Costner, man, he does a sweet ness. This is Jimmy Pod. <laughs> 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 Man, I love that. Well, that was a fun interview, man. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was Aaron Brunkgart who did our pun this episode. He hit us and surprised us mid uh, mid interview. So you'll hear that at the end of this episode. <laughs> but we are going to get straight into it. There's this is uh, this and next week are going to be my longest notes that I've ever yeah. note stocks that we've ever taken. So um, housekeeping. Have you housekeeping? I don't have any housekeeping. No. We just did our art patreon episode with uh lauren perrin so that'll be out um probably this week before this episode comes out but it is a patreon.com slash jimmy pod if you want to hear about uh jimmy world artwork uh from an artist and also going to the deep recesses of deviant art that's a really fun episode um oh i don't think i touched on stitches and grooves live at the metropolis vinyl review did i i don't remember we did have stitches and grooves recently before i don't party remember. hard not for Party Hard, no. You know what's weird is I'm going to do a quick search. He doesn't mention Party Hard in his entire Jimmy World Live at the Metropolis Studios article, which is not small. I'm going to send the link of this to you. Okay. Um, um, But I have a feeling, and I only skimmed it. I think he was there, or they were there. I don't know who this is. Based on the um, length and the detail? Based oh, yeah. on the length and the detail, I believe Stitches and Grooves was at the show. So maybe we can ping pong this uh, and go uh, uh, paragraph by paragraph here. Okay. Um, and I'll get it started while you get it open. I got it. Open. When you have Ready. a when you, oh, okay when you have a practically complete collection, especially one that has an insanely rare records on it, you tend to push the boundaries of sanity. This release is a prime example. Ordinarily, I would not. I cannot say. Uh, I cannot say. I can't say never anymore. Unfortunately, spend this much on a record of this caliber, and by caliber. I mean, two song, 10 inch. <laughs> Jimmy World is a band I have actually have a love hate relationship with. Their early work is awesome. Some of the definitive albums of the genre. And while they have consistently churned out music throughout their career, the quality of some of it leaves a lot to be desired. Then all of a sudden they hit it out of the park with their latest album that was released in 2019. Enter this 10 inch, which is one of the least favorite types of releases, a live one. When I heard about this record's existence, I thought the odds of me getting one, let alone the reasonable price, were slim to none. Then, after a year and a half, copies finally started becoming available to the general public. That last half of the opening sentence of this paragraph really hits home now, which I'll touch on more a further uh, on in this blog post. Live at Metropolis Studios is the title of this record, and as it implies, it was recorded live on October 20th, 2019 at Metropolis Studios in London. It's not exactly a live record in the sense that it was recorded during a live performance on stage. It was recorded live in the studio, however. There were multiple takes to ensure the ideal recording. Everyone in attendance to the event was mailed a copy of the record. The band apparently had complete control over the artistic direction of this release. The songs chosen, the takes used, the cover art, the color of the record. Some of the back, some more background about this record and its original source material. The, and its source material. The audio was 100% recorded during a live performance, which was rather exclusive, being that it was tied to a MasterCard promotional event. Again, not sure how intimate the show was, but it was extremely limited. Those who were lucky enough to obtain tickets were treated with themed cocktails to Songs Off Surviving, a guided tour of the studio, viewing of the band recording the tracks, and Q&A session after the recording session, 
and meet and greets where the band signed autographs. This record was recorded in 2019 during the release week of Surviving. Leftover copies eventually became available to the general public in 2021. Not sure what the holdup was, but it is what it is. After so long, I assumed I would never be able to get a copy of this, let alone for a reasonable price. The second half of that remains the reality. <laughs> the band sold copies via their web store hosted by King's Road Merch KRM for $50. Yes, you read that right. $50. A portion of the proceeds would be sent to Music Cares, which is a charitable foundation meant to provide financial assistance to music people in need. I don't like to be pessimistic, but when terminology like a portion of proceeds will be donated, it tends to mean such a small amount that the donor is embarrassed by how little it actually is. Uh, is being donated. If they weren't, they would just say how much they were donating, like 10%, 20%, half, etc. For something that costs $50, as little as $1 could be donated out of that when they say a portion. And considering the band sold 240 copies, that number is direct from their social media, you really get to see how little was potentially donated, all while the powers at B reap most of the profit. That mini rant stems from what I had to pay in order to get a copy of this. It's one thing if I choose to pay this much on the secondary market, but this record was exorbitantly marked up. And yes, it was still my decision on whether or not to buy this for $50 or pass completely on it. But I think everyone can agree that the band should make some money and consumers should be charged a reasonable price up front. I mentioned above that it took about a year and a half for the remaining copies of Live at the Metropolis to be put up for sale to the general public. The band, or KRM, decided to release the remaining copies in batches, apparently. The first batch sold out in a matter of hours after they were made available. Then about two months later, with no fanfare or announcement, more copies became available, which is when I bought a copy. I was grateful that first batch sold out uh, so quickly because the decision to spend $50 was made for me, but I couldn't pass up the temptation the second time. As as of posting this, copies are still available for purchase for the whopping $50 price tag before shipping, of course. <laughs> Apparently, uh, As an aside real quick, that's exactly my take experience. <laughs> I let it go, let it go, and I was like, well, again, I gotta get it. Yeah, again. you have to. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> They're just whittling you down. Uh, apparently it was recorded live to vinyl with every member of the audience apparently receiving a copy as they left the venue. But take that with a grain of salt. While that may be true, at least for the master recording record used for the pressing, it's literally impossible to press a couple hundred records in real time. So I have my doubts about the authenticity of this of that statement, especially without knowing the capacity of the event. Also add in the fact that the real time pressing was not cut off after the amount of audience members raises some more questions. Yes, it's possible to cut records in real time. Little Elephant does it, but they use a lathe, and it's not exactly a vinyl record in the traditional sense of using a stamper and a press. And I do remember the episode of CSI where they used acoustic <laughs> archaeology to solve a murder, where audio of the crime was recorded into a piece of pottery. <laughs> of course. What? Of course. That is not purely fiction. If you have the setup... You can record live audio onto a piece of malleable material, whether it be blank vinyl, <laughs> acrylic disc, a piece of clay pottery, or wax cylinder. <laughs> Pressing info has not been released, but all copies were pressed on gold vinyl. No insert or download card code is included with physical copies, nor were customers sent to download via email after or ordering. It's just a record stuffed into a single pocket jacket. I mentioned the retail price of this 10-inch above, but in the interim being released and becoming released to the general public, Prices on it were all over the board. High point was 120, low point was a little under 50, 
Odds are this will never sell for far below $50 at any point, say for extreme circumstance, like a fire or flood damage copy, or say someone used one for target practice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Worst recording ever. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that is Stitches and Grooves. Doesn't even, so the reason it didn't come up in my research is because I always just search the, the name of the song or at least the most unique word in the name of the song that I think could be found in an article. And I just completely skipped over it when I did the research for Party Hard. So uh, well, I'm glad we got leave. that in there. And that's part of the, yeah, uh, I didn't want to leave stitches or grooves in a lurch there. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Incredible stories on the nineties tape groups. Okay. So um, you're familiar nineties, hardcore punk emo records, CDs, tapes, and zines. You yeah. gave me uh invite Access. to this. Yeah. So, uh, February 10th, 2021, Luis Temacor Dominguez posts. And this is, I'm going to send you a, a, a link to this so you can follow along. Uh, it's a picture of the 1994 self-titled CD with a really cool story on it that kind of uh, goes with a little bit what we were talking about with um, uh, Aaron Brunkgart in our interview uh, with Mark Hoppus had a he wasn't sure if it was a promo copy of Static Prevails or something. But anyway, this is a pretty cool story. The burnt copy was done by Jim Adkins himself one day that he invited me to his house and they were listening to a demo version that they just recorded for new songs that later on became Bleed American. So technically, I got to listen to those songs before most of you. <laughs> I got to hang out with Jim and the rest of the guys a few times in the summer of 2000 when I was on vacation. I used to live in my hometown in Mexico back then. They didn't have any copies of their first record left at all. Hence, he burnt a couple copies for me off his own copy, so that's Jim's handwriting on it. Funny thing is that about a year or so later, I found this brand new still-in-shrink-wrap CD at a local shitty record store in my hometown. I couldn't believe it, lol. So, he's got a copy of the 1994 wow. self-titled, but then the CDR from Jim with Jim's handwriting on it. Uh, that is so uh, Jim's handwriting. I mean, that's... It's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> So and um, I thought I th there's 18 comments here. I thought there was somebody in the know that had commented. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, no, I guess not. I thought somebody had commented like I see Eric Grubbs like like liked this. it. Yeah. Um, I thought somebody had commented like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like he remembers doing this or something like that, but maybe not. Oh, Matt Goodman says that's definitely Jim's handwriting. I'm going to share this post with him. And I guess a lot of people talk Jim's in this group, but he's not very active in the group. Maybe he'll see it. But anyway, uh, I thought that was a really fun story. I found that wow. while doing research for this episode. Um, sweetness. Um, it was the same brand of uh, CDRs that I had too. The Memorex. Yeah. The oh, pur yeah. At purple, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, the Wayne Firehouse show. We have it. Yeah, we did. We got it. We acquired oh, this. So we <laughs> wanted to thank. We we talked about this in the comments a little bit. Yeah, and, thank you, Chris. Uh, let me scroll, scroll, scroll. Where's all my emails? Do you remember the name? Was it Chris? Oh, it was Chris. It was a Chris. A Chris, yes. A Chris. Chris C. Here we go. Thank you. Yes, Chris C. Um, Gobe, G-O-B, Cross. <laughs> um, but... uh. Uh, yeah, Chris was at the Wayne Firehouse show, right? Yeah, Let's see, I know the Wayne yeah. Firehouse show has the strange touchstone aspect attached to the band. They have referenced the show itself on many occasions, as they did Andy Greenwald in his, as did 
Andy Greenwald in his book. I was there with two friends, and it definitely didn't feel like a moment other than the fact that this band should not have been playing a firehouse. <laughs> in hindsight, it was quite remarkable that they ended up there on this nine-band bill. As I am sure you probably know, their set was cut short due to the curfew in the township. Crazy time. Good luck with the podcast. Let me know if you need anything else. So rad. So we got yes. that. And uh, I'm sure we'll dig into it in a future episode at some point. But really cool that we finally got that. Oh, and then burying the lead, Jimmy World announced it. I'm kind of glad we didn't pod last week because they announced the tour on Monday. Right. And we would have sounded really dumb. Although I guess <laughs> still Party Hard came out and we didn't talk about it. But anyway, Jimmy World and Manchester Orchestra uh, are touring together. Um, unfortunately, Justin's still trying to figure out which show he's going to go to. He might even go with Jed over to Red Rocks, which I'm yeah, kind of jealous knows, about. Yeah, who knows? But, um, uh, uh, Aaron, our guest of this episode, and, and Susie and I will be at the at the show at the Greek. So pretty stoked for that. Justin, shall we jump into this yes. whole last thing? All right. Yeah. I, I, this episode, this and the next episode are going to have everything. Everything that has ever happened on a Jimmy Eat Pod episode. If this is your first episode of Jimmy Eat Pod. This episode has every segment, every guest, every cover artist, although we probably won't do many covers this episode because it's going to be too much. Anyway, <laughs> our new favorite segment, at least mine, is Chat GPT. I go, I went on Chat GPT and said, tell me everything you know about Jimmy World song, <laughs> Sweetness. I did, so, I did this, a similar thing, yeah. Oh, you did? Yes. All right, I'll try to, I'll, I'll burn through mine and then you do yours. Right. Okay. Sweetness is a song by American rock band Jimmy Eat World released in 2002 as the first single from their fourth studio album, Bleed American. It was written by leads vocalist and guitarist Jim Atkins and produced by Mark Trombino. Okay, we're doing pretty well. The song quickly became a fan favorite and a commercial success, peaking at number two on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart and number six on the U.S. Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks chart. It also reached the top 40 in several other countries, including the U.K. and Australia. Remember this chat GPT. I do have chart info for this song. I don't know if any of that checks out. <laughs> Sweetness features catchy guitar riffs, pounding drums, and upbeat anthem anthemic vocals. The lyrics are inspired by the band's experience of playing live shows while Adkins singing about the feeling of being on stage and connecting with the audience. The song's video, directed by the Malloys, features the band performing the song in a high school gymnasium with various sports teams behind and cheerleaders dancing along. The video perfectly captures the song's energetic and joyful spirit. I'm not quite sure. That almost yeah. sounds like more like smells like teen spirit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I don't. Did the Malloys direct the sweetness video? I don't, I think, don't so. think so. That didn't sound right either. <laughs> I bring up the Malloys later in our interview, actually. Um, sweetness it, has since become one Hope. of Jimmy World's most popular and enduring songs often played at their live shows and including on various greatest hits and compilation albums. It has also been covered and sampled by other artists, including Fall Out Boy and Lil Peep. I was unaware that Lil Peep and Fall Out Boy sampled this song. <laughs> In 2021, Sweetness was included in Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, ranking it at number 358. The magazine praised the song for its massive riffs, soaring melodies, and spirit of unabashed joy. Uh, I don't think I came across that. Did you? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Overall, Sweetness is a beloved classic in the Jimmy Eat World discography, a testament to the band's ability to create catchy and uplifting rock anthems that resonate with the audiences around the world. All right. So that is what ChatGPT told me, everything it knew about the song Sweetness. Okay. By Jimmy Eat World. What um, you I, I asked it. I said, get, tell me an interesting fact about the song. Because I wanted that, something a little bit that's different. That's more right? digestible. Okay. Maybe right. I should do that. Probably the same <laughs> length as yours, though. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> Sweetness is one of the most iconic songs from Jimmy Eat World, and it has an interesting backstory that showcases the power of perseverance in the music industry. The song was written for the band's fourth album, Bleed American, which was released in 2001. However, Sweetness wasn't initially intended to be a single, and the band's label, DreamWorks Records, didn't think it was strong enough to be a hit. Despite this, Jimmy Eat World kept playing Sweetness live and noticed that it was becoming increasingly popular with fans. They decided to shoot a music video for the song and convinced DreamWorks to release it as a single. To the label's surprise, Sweetness ended up being a massive success. It peaked at number two on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart and helped propel Bleed American to platinum status. Interestingly, the song almost didn't make it onto the album at all. Jimmy Eat World originally recorded a different version of Sweetness, but they weren't happy with how it turned out. They decided to re-record the song, and the version that ended up on Bleed American is the one that became a hit. In an interview with NPR, lead singer Jim Atkins said, I remember hearing the final mix for Sweetness and being so excited about how it turned out. It's always surprising when the song you think is going to be a throwaway ends up being one of your biggest hits. Overall, Sweetness is a great example of how perseverance, creativity, and a little bit of luck can help a song become a hit, even when the odds are stacked against it. <laughs> I swear, like, the ChatGPT is a confidently incorrect so well. <laughs> it's so good at it. I looked um, for the I NPR think- interview. There was no interview with NPR. There was a few other interviews. I don't... I couldn't find that quote at all. Yeah. Danny from Sadie Hawkins pod recently was asking it about Christian ska and it was just making shit up. And it was like, that's not true. And chat GPT was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I was like, <laughs> you GPT me. is a pushover also yeah, like super right. confident, but also was like, all right. Yeah, man, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, yes. All right. Uh, so the song is sweetness on the album. It is on Bleed American, Believe in What You Want DVD, Jimmy World The Videos DVD, Jimmy World DVD EP, Chase This Light Japanese Deluxe Edition, Jimmy World Singles Compilation Japanese Edition, and it was the B-side to the Blister single. So, uh, which is odd. Um, I have a, let me actually open up that Discogs page. Uh, Blister with the B-side of Sweetness in 1999. So it must have been the demo. That's what it was. Um. Also, I did want to point out that I opened 152 tabs of Discogs entries for this song. uh, 26 comps uh, that this song appears on. (laughs) So on uh, Bleed American. Oh, anything else? Uh, Oh, the. Okay, so Jed was able to check because it was on the singles compilation, the Japanese edition. I was like, was it the Bleed American version or was it the demo? It seemed odd that it would be the Bleed American version, but. Who knows? And he checked it's the demo version for sure. And uh, and so we'll listen to the demo a little bit. But he also uh, included a picture of the lyric sheet. Um, so we could also look at it. I wonder if the lyrics. Yeah, it's like uh, it does say string from your tether unwinds, but it has the number one before string. So it's like one string from your tether. <laughs> you know, we joked about it. It's like, did the English get translated into right. Japanese and back to English? Um. But yeah, so we'll look at those lyrics uh, against the other lyrics. Um, okay, track 5 of 11, release date, 1999? Uh, according to the Blister single, but that's the uh, Not Blister, demo Clarity. version. Wait. Uh, correct. When Blister was released as a single, they re- oh, because that one, Sweetness on that, was recording, that. we'll get into that, right, okay. was recorded after Sweetness was, ter- after Clarity was turned in, so they couldn't include it on yeah. Clarity, and they were like, we'll include it on the next record for sure. They did push it out as the B side to Blister. So, 1999 was the first time people were gonna hear this song. Um, then, uh, July 
2001 when Bleed American was released, and then it was released as a single June 3rd, 2002. Um, produced by Mark Trombino and Jimmy World, recorded at Cherokee um, in uh, LA and Hard Drive in North Hollywood, mixed at Ecstasy Recording Studio South in Los Angeles, written by Jimmy World. Singer is, I wrote him, I meant Jim. <laughs> uh, featuring, okay, you got Rick on bass, Zach on drums, Tom on guitar, voice guitar, and I only saw one entry that said this, but it said body percussion. What do you think it meant, body percussion, oh, Jim man. Adkins? That, that I, that's was what the... I assume, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just... So, yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to listen for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it said, you know, voice, guitar, percussion, but a couple entries. Now, remember, okay. I opened 152 Discogs pages. Okay, um, then maybe, I don't know if they, if they figure body percussion is... The tambo, but in my oh, Christian there you James go. Yeah, hand, yeah. right? You, he definitely hear him, and the way that he's playing it, it's it's like a yeah. So it could be right against his hip, and that's body percussion. Could be, yeah. There you go. Uh, label DreamWorks, um, and let later Geffen and Interscope uh, publishing. This I found interesting. I wrote, "Do I get a pickle with that?" Off of it always is, "Do I get a pickle with that?" But maybe it was originally. It is still a Turkey on Rye music song, so I'm. I find that odd. I wonder if that's. That way from all Bleed American tracks or something? Yeah. I'm just not sure. I didn't do that level of research. But both this week and next week are Turkey on Rye songs. So I thought that was it. No, no pickles. No uh, no question about the pickles. No pickles. Um, <laughs> yes, there is a demo, and I wrote A House Divided. Um, mostly because I'll, I'll come around and say it. Everybody's like, oh, the Sweetness demo is better. Now, are we ta- we're talking with the Sweetness demo. There's... Yeah. I have two listed sweetness demos, right? One is the the sweetness demo that you've been referring to, the one that shows up on the Clarity Expanded. I want to AB these then. I only copied and pasted one link. Okay, there's another one with an additional acoustic break in the middle. Oh, you know, I didn't. Okay, I'm interested. Well, listen. Okay, okay me too. Because yeah. I I, I want to know which one you're referring to, and we'll get to that in a sec, I guess. As of when I did this research, and I'm sure it's gone up since, let me actually go to the page now. They have played it 885 times. Goodness. As the band. Uh, first time was November 12th, 1998 at the Hardback Cafe in Gainesville, Florida. Most recently played today. Uh, at, <laughs> it was Sydney, in, right? Where were they? Uh, yeah, in Sydney. Um, the most times they ever played it was 98 times in 2017. So wow. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 98 times 98 times in one year. What a uh, good notable tour. high note a4 that's it that's gotta be that yeah <laughs> um that's gonna be the a4 yeah, yeah. same note <laughs> um so uh oh i have this as a hearted track on uh last do fm you? i don't think i do as much as Big no i <laughs> Yeah, I don't. <gasps> Do you like this song? For his, I love this song. My, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it now. My entire password structure is based off of this song. Since it's, this It's how many date. O's in the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world may never know. But this this is the Jimmy World song that did that. That's funny. So, I yeah. think we both talked about our password structures. Mine is based off an old Doom cheat code. Yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm surprised that I haven't hearted that one. Anyway, okay, yeah. so you got to heart it. Um. 
Okay, so 669.7 thousand listeners have scrabbled this 4.7 million times, Oof. 71 of which are for me. Justin, how many do you have? 229. Nice, dude. And what are the Spotify numbers on this track look oh like? Oh my gosh, you know what? I should have had that up. That is um, 146 million. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, granted, the, the middle is 664 million, but still, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, if they get two cents a, a stream... <laughs> Still, how much is that? Yeah, that's uh, two cents a stream times what? Is that 14, 14,000 just for that? Uh, 146 million. You doing math? That's still $2.9 million. With just two cents? Yeah. Jeezy Cretes, man. Right? 146 plus six zeros. 2.9 yeah. times oh, wait, point maybe zero it's two. A, uh, so, uh, 0.02. Yeah, that's that's the number that comes 0.02 out. 0.02 times 146 million. Yeah, 2.9 million dollars jeez good i don't Lord. do math write a hit song dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm probably being generous with two cents too but like i mean if it were half that you know yeah. what i mean like that's pretty good that's a wow house. yeah um <laughs> that's terrific good for them uh and that's just this song um all right and i assume the middle has more streams than that we'll get yeah that yes next week okay um all right so the structure the okay the piano and the outro i wrote this i was pretty sure that I had seen this on um, <laughs> on the Facebook group, but nobody fessed up to it. But this Mr. Bean gif of him playing the piano, looking bored as shit, <laughs> being the person <laughs> playing the piano in the outro, like when you're the piano player at the yeah. Jimmy World show and you're playing Sweetness, like it's just that one. What is that chord? Like <laughs> it's an F it's major right. key, the song. So maybe it's an F. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, there's all that. Okay, before we get into too much of the structure, do you want to do your Christian James Hand stuff now? Because that's sort of all about the structure of this of the yeah of the sure. Song. I've got uh, three, so this is November twenty third, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so he did he did uh, Tuesday Tuesday. That's what he called that's right, it, right. So and I've here's got a- what here's what he said on Twitter. So we'll do it again tonight. And then wrap the whole thing up in a nice sweet bow, right? 6 p.m. Pacific time. Zach Lind, Jim Adkins. He added Jim Adkins music, who I think is the other Jim Adkins. And then Ricky Birch. Perhaps we'll see you there, too. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, no. Jim Adkins music is Jim. Okay. Okay, good. It's not, it's not, they always call me James Adkins. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. They think I'm him. Uh, all right. So I've got a few spots. Most of this stuff is the vocals. I didn't break it down to sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, here's jump- the thing: is you're the you're the dude. So yeah. All right. So and I thought this was this for this song. I just love just how his voice cuts through all this stuff. So we're gonna listen to this first bit for a minute, and then we'll go into like the harmonies and stuff. All right. Here we go. So this is gonna be when he's gotten into Jim uh, singing. So here we go. The lovely Jim Atkins. If you Oh, 
Vibrato in his voice. My goodness, David. And there's some great breaks in there that don't get edited out. You can hear a little bit of the bleed. You can hear yeah. every punch in, which is awesome. Yeah, and right. I think it's not punch ins as much as they're uh, cutting out the bleed from the headphones a little yeah. bit. Um, but, oh, so good. Yes. Masterful. So there was that. Um, there's a couple more harmonies that I wanted to go through that I love the harmonies. I, I had marked three spots, and that actually we just listened through all three of those. So there's a few more uh, that I wanted to touch on. So 5158. Let's go to that real quick. Here we go. This is the other harmonies that I loved. <laughs> Well, but it's fucking bands. They want to be Radiohead. <laughs> I was spinning free. Whoa. What he meant by that was that they wanted to really care about every choice they made in their songs. <laughs> what assholes. <laughs> I was spinning free. Whoa. Oh man. Yeah, domino harmonies no, is where describe what's up like 12. Yeah, this bit. With a little sweet and simple numbing me. Numbing. What is that? With a little sweet and simple numbing me. Numbing me. Wow. <laughs> right? Numbing me. Yeah, um, oh, the ooze. I've got the ooze, 
The ooze at 54.25 I wanted to let you guys listen to. All right, this is the ooze. Which I, this is just melt-in-your-mouth delicious. <laughs> God, um, do you want to? And do you want to? I guess cap this part off. We'll listen to the whole song again. We can either do this now or later. But this is Christian James Hans's mix that he likes to play. So interesting is that he re-EQ'd it or what? Well, so how, he goes through and does a live mix of it to where he takes all the parts, all the bits, and brings them in. And let's let's like let's say he lets the harmony shine and just the piano underneath, or say, just no. Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. This is a fifty-seven twenty-seven. All right, here we go. That's not the version. This is the version. If
there you have it. <laughs> so good. What were the comments like? People just losing their shit. You know Sweetness. what? I didn't have the comments on for this one. I do for uh, oh, for our next track. So this That's is good. just looking. It's just staring at Christian James Ant here. Nice. Uh, but yes, mostly most of the time when they have when he has that uh, the CJH X or CJH remix, it's uh, people are going crazy. Going, this is I oh, love yeah, this yeah. song so much. <laughs> so there you have it. That was his uh, the latter half of the breakdown. The first half okay. is is good too. So both the demo and the album version are an F major key 7B Camelot. The demo and the album version are both 135 BPM. Uh, the demo is 339 and the album is 340. I guess I could have A-B'd them a little bit, but uh, we'll, uh, I think sonically they're just so different. It wouldn't have made sense. They weren't complete. Right. Uh, it wasn't a new mix like we've seen them do in the past. It was it was new instrumentation altogether. But right. uh, anyway, the other thing that I sent you were the tabs uh, that Billy Eat World uh, had done. Although this says transcribed by TQ itself at Del, Del Delapro.com. Um, but it says transcribed by Bill Martin, Billy Eat World. Um, but it says this is. One of my favorite songs off the Bleed American album. I based this tab off their Saturday Night Live performance on April 6, 2002, which is basically the same as their second version of this song, which is on the CD. Listen to the song for the strum patterns, timing, and all that other good stuff. This tab is completely accurate, but if you have any questions or comments, please email me. Have fun. And, uh, and then there's the tabs there. There it is. God. And there's a version of the lyrics here too. Yeah, you can look um, down so there. shall we? Uh, yes. Which go into lyrics? So I've got a bad genius entry, which is just the lyrics to digits, <laughs> but attributed to this. I've got the demo lyrics, which was created by OZ9090 three years ago, included on reissues of the album from 2007 and on. Uh, though an outtake from Clarity, it was later re-recorded and re-released and released as the third single from Bleed American. This song was met with overwhelmingly positive reception from critics and audiences alike. So the demo lyrics are there. There's the Jimmy Eat World online lyrics where they say, okay, I'm almost positive these are the correct lyrics to Sweetness. It's found on the Japanese version of Singles, which is also which also included the lyrics. There are three bonus tracks on it. Why do they get more sad face? Uh, <laughs> then there's the official entry on Genius and the deluxe liner notes, which I will go up against. I assume you're on Genius. I am, yes. Sweet. So correct me if I'm wrong on any of these things here. Sure, yeah. All right. This is Sweetness. By Jimmy World, uh, are you going to uh, do any of the uh, annotations too? So I want to, you know what? You if you want me to bring them up, I don't agree with the majority of them. They're too, I love that though. I love too literal. I love okay. seeing what people think. <laughs> yes, I just and and they're saying they're saying it so matter of factly too. This is what he's <laughs> discussing right now. I that no, I don't believe so. I think he's left a lot more to the imagination. <laughs> sure, yeah. Than they lead. Okay, so yes, I will. I will. After I'll read mine first, and then I'll go back over to that annotation. Okay. Sweet. So if you're listening, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, sing it back. Um, I think he's calling out to all the people who have been in the shoes of those who he's about to describe. If you hear what I'm saying, let me know. If you're out there and yeah. you've been in this situation. Sing it back. Let me know. And I will say liner notes, no woes. Right, yeah. Yeah. String from your tether unwinds. Whoa, whoa. Up and outward to bind. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, and I think a tether in this case 
is just a hold. So this string that's unwinding is being freed in a sense. But this is her tether and it's binding. So maybe she's trying to separate herself, but she's not getting the results that she hoped for, trying to free herself from these holds. The genius annotation says, (laughs) vocalist Jim Atkins is speaking of a paddle ball. Literally, most balls on a paddle toy have a hole drilled in the middle and the string goes through it to bind it to the paddle, up and out. Figuratively, he's describing you if you happen to be strung up in the same kind of crappy relationship he once was. I wouldn't go to the lengths of saying this is like a paddle ball, but I get what they're saying. I get what they're going for. And uh, that was two contributors. Yes. In value, we trust. And, and squanto. squanto. I love the verse one annotation. It just says uh, it's annotated. Yeah, on verse right. one. I love this one. Always <laughs> reminds me of just being a kid spinning in circles in the front yard until I'm dizzy and falling down, getting up and doing it all over again. The music lends itself to a feeling of surrendering to a feeling and letting go. Yeah. Let go, let go. The only thing I will say is the liner note says up and outward, but only to bind. I don't know if that changes anything for you, but these are the liner notes on the Bleed American Deluxe. Wait, what does it say? It says up and outward, but only to bind. But only to. No, it doesn't really. No, it doesn't work. Only, yeah, it doesn't. But only to bind up and outward. It's probably another one of those. He wrote it one way, and then when he's in the booth, he's just feeling it a different way. Right, and I think that's what I was getting at there. She's trying to separate herself, but she's not getting the results she hoped for. I stick by my story. Uh, Okay, (laughs) then we get chorus one here. I was spinning free, and then there's some woes with a little sweet and simple numbing me. Now this one I think has been talked about in different circles if it's reddit or if it's facebook yeah, I mean, group. it's gonna come up again oh yeah for sure in times what i think is being said here is he's he's free of the chains he's he's gone through this and maybe had a little cocktail to free his mind in this case i've always thought of the sweet and simple is the sweet and sour simple syrup some kind mm-hmm. of some kind of mixer that goes along with some kind of hard liquor uh, so i think i was i was spinning free like i was I'm cutting loose baby yeah. Um, and then in the genius annotation for this, who is this one? This is in value we trust says Jim was once like you, a ball tied to an abusive paddle, but he got whacked hard enough to break the string and be free of his abusive relationship. Sexy. Uh, Jim's describing how it feels to be freed from a crappy relationship. A little nicer, read sweet, and life is more simple, both which help numb the pain he's endured by being whacked around so much. Sweet and simple syrup is an ingredient in most cocktails. He's implying that he has used alcohol to help numb him from the pain of the breakup, consuming enough that he can barely walk and think consciously. I don't agree with that entirely. I, I do <laughs> and I was, do believe that he's talking about maybe, you know, having a having a drink or something. And that was Queen Millicent, In Value We Trust, M for Marion, and Squanto. Oh yeah, all four. I forgot about those four. Yeah. Thank you for catching that. Oh yeah. Okay. Then the second half then, of verse yeah, two. There's still no woes in the liner notes. No. So it's, are you listening? Sing it back. So tell me what do I need? When words lose their meaning. Now I think something isn't working out, and he's straight up asking what he needs to do. The yeah. words have lost their impact. This could be a simple, I love you, word of aff- words of affirmation, but whatever it is, they're meaningless now. Yep. And, and uh, in the liner notes, when the words lose their meaning, it's just too many syllables. Yeah. When the words. Yeah, it does. It doesn't flow. Uh, and this has one. The last line here, when words lose their meaning, has one contributor uh, in value we trust again, accepted by Squanto. 
Uh, Jim wants to know from his ex-girlfriend what happens when words like I love you and I'm sorry no longer have any meaning. The answer is sweetness, being free and single once again. I do kind of, I do kind of agree with that. Sweetness is like the, is that could be the resulting feeling that you get from realizing that you're free. All right. So then chorus two goes, uh, I was spinning free with a little sweet and simple numbing me. Yeah. Stumble till you crawl. And then some woes. Sinking into sweet uncertainty. And I said uncertainty because that's how Jim says it on the demo version or the clarity yeah. version, which I absolutely love how he says it there. He does not he does not make that T clear. Uh, but I think this is a way of him saying that she's either becoming belligerent in her choices or she's relearning how to live on her own. Right? Stumble till you crawl. You got to get up and either either she is imbibed too much and cannot stand up or she's just got to relearn how to be mm-hmm. free or find a way to be free now was there anything here oh yeah this was yeah this was an extension of that sweet and simple syrup comment there <laughs> okay, i don't think there's there's one more unique one on genius so then we go down to verse three and jim sings uniquely here i'm and i'm still running away whoa, whoa. won't play your hide and seek game whoa whoa <laughs> And I think he's just done with games in general. No more back and forth hide and seek games that they've played before. I'm just over it. I don't think he's still running away. He's always sort of it's like you. It's like with someone that's in, um, uh, like not in remission, but when they're uh, trying to abstain from something and they're always constantly running away from it. I think that's what he's realizing that he's constantly running away from these things that are pressuring him into making choices that he doesn't want to make. And is it this one? Oh yeah, won't play your hide and seek game. This was in value we trust with an absolutely cute gif and some text that accompanies it. Uh, no more games, no more drama. And it's a cat that's getting spooked. Looks like the baby cat by its mama in a storm drain. Calico spotted one. Very cute. Adorable. Thank you, in value we trust. <laughs> I love that you can put gifs in the comments. I know, right? Yeah. You got to really sell it, man. When you can't, when you can't say it, you just got to show it. And this was 10 years ago. How did they make a gif comment 10 years ago? I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then this line, there's there's a, I think it's February Stars from Foo Fighters. There's a line that um, that Dave says where I hear in my head like a completing lyric that he doesn't say in the song. Never has, but in my head it completes it. This is one of those lines that I, I complete in my head whenever I hear it. So whenever I hear what a dizzy dance, I hear in my head such a sweet romance. Immediately mm. after, I've always completed it, and he's never said it. But I've always wanted him to say, "What a dizzy dance! What a sweet romance!" And the sweetness will not be concerned with me. Never mm. happens. But it's one of those things that I always hear whenever I hear sweetness. But what Jim is really saying is, "What a dizzy dance!" Whoa! And then, and the sweetness will not be concerned with me. And and this is the mention of the track title here, um, in its entirety. Looking at it from the outside, he realizes that it's just dizzying what they're putting themselves through. The potential joy, either of their relationship or what he's drinking, doesn't affect him or mean anything to him. He just wants to be happy, and this was something that was never meant to be. So either he is he has isolated himself and is just telling this other person, like, you got to free yourself, or they were in a relationship, and now he is free of them, that other person, and he is on his way, and Godspeed to her and whatever choices she wants to yeah. make. Now, let me see. Is there any... Oh, there is a unique uh, contribution here from... 
M for Marion or M for Marlin. Uh, in value, we trust Reina Num and Squanto. At this point, the protagonist is clearly under the effects of alcohol, not being able to control themselves and not giving a care in the world about why they wanted to drink in the first place. The repeated affirmation of the final line means they are totally fine with that. But what I think is happening here is just like some the, the people have separated, they're out, and he's fi- he's found joy and and uh, and happiness in that decision that's had to be made, and and that's where we are. It's it's a beautiful breakup song. Now I feel like I'm I just skimmed the demo lyrics, and I feel like there was like a big deal about the string from your tether on wines line. I feel like Mark Hoppus mentioned it too, but this says string from your tether on wines on the demo lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to listen to it. And I guess now that we've done the uh, lyrics, shall we jump into the demo? And yeah, let's listen to what the hell ever one I have is. Okay. Um, and we'll, this is longer demo. So maybe this is the one with, this the, is the, acoustic one with the acoustic. Break. It's gotta be, let's listen to so that one. Let's listen to this. I wonder if this is, what's the runtime on this? Four minutes and six seconds. 423 interesting okay so let me see how long the one is on my like in my itunes library that's what i'm sort of interested in all right sweetness demo 339 versus 423 let me look at um clarity expand so the one i'm usually listening to is the one in my itunes library which is considerably shorter 423 I mean, it's almost a whole minute short. So, yeah, the sweetness on Clarity Expanded is 338. You're saying yours is... Mine's 339 in my Apple Music, so that's the okay, one. Okay, that's the one. And then there's this exten- longer demo is the one that's in our Google Drive. So let's go ahead and listen to this. All right. Um, I've dialed the volume down so we can take a listen. Yeah, this is before Clarity. He does do that pause. I was spinning instead of I was spinning. That was yeah. one of the one one of the things I mentioned. This does sound different than the one I have in my Apple Music. Yeah, so there must this be, one sounds yeah. even less clean. Yeah. They have the drums like with that flange effect only in the left channel here. So I wonder, is this like a Mark Trombino session demo that's not that's outside the clarity? Like I'm I'm interested to play the next the the other demo yeah. right after this. But it's it, there are production choices here.
You hear the acoustic yeah. backing up the uh, background vocals there. Yeah. Yeah, it has more stuff on it than the one I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. I wonder who put this on the drive. I'll, I'll check and credit them. Matt H. Who was it? Matt H. Oh, okay. Can we talk about that Queen reverse <laughs> yep. piano? It's so good, dude. It is, it's man. so good. I'm so glad. Like, it, I mean, obviously they knew they wanted to do it. It's here on this demo. Um, but it's 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 queen right like there's is there another band that 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 sound is associated with like that that's a that's a huge queen nod right oh yeah i'd say as far as like early sound that use that yeah yeah Olay. <laughs> totally. What happened? Did I pause it? That's weird. It seems to have paused. I was moving my computer. I thought it was me, oh. but I think that's it just serendipity. Itself? Um, well, let's, well, do you, do you want to listen to what this one sounds like? This is the sweetness demo with acoustic. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what was that? (laughs) I know. Right. But I want to say this one's a little different because this one is how, what was the runtime on that one? I mean, I'm not even done with it, but, uh, this was the runtime on it is 423. So this one's 406. So this is not the same. So let's listen to this. I'm going to put this in watch together, even though there's nothing really to watch, but this is from YouTube. It sounds like the same thing. Yeah. Let's see if it has that reverse piano. Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, it does left. have that left channel. Yeah, let's listen to the acoustic part then. Yeah, it sounds like the same thing. Yeah, let's see what little... happens after this. Yeah? Yeah. So I wonder why yours is 20 seconds longer. Well, I can refresh the page and see if it goes anywhere else. Let's see what happens right here. Yeah, no, it's the same same thing, thing, right? So what? Yeah, what's happening in mine? Um, I wonder why yours is so much longer. I'm going to jump to 257, which is where it kind of died out. Okay. We've had this issue in the past. I mean, there's a long outro, I guess. Yeah. 
had those harmonies down already. So theoretically, the song is going to end now. So now what? What? What for the next 20 seconds? Yeah. So that's 406 right there. So that's, I want to see where it's just ringing out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then this must just cut out. Either I want to see if this fades or what real quick. Yeah. It must just cut off. Like they must have just decided. Yep, that was it. They yeah. just decided to cut now, it off. I'm interested in what's happening in my 339. I don't think it has that second extended bridge. Let me listen to this a little bit on my uh, Apple Music. This sounds way more produced. Yeah, it does. The drums, so I'm especially. I'm going to jump to the bridge. So you hear the acoustic is also backing up the vocals a little bit. But I think it goes right back into the song like normal it, here. It does, right. And then you got the queen piano. Yeah. Yeah, instead of this, he just does the acoustic. And what's what happens the at the end over here? Oh, so this man. is the bonus track version, the clarity bonus track right. version. Right. And this is the one where when he says... Will not be concerned with yeah. me. The way that the gravelly sound in his voice when he says not. Yeah. Just and this that, just has a nice fade out on it. That's just playing the next track, sorry. Yeah. Um, so that just has a nice fade out on it. Okay. Wow. Okay. We've there, we figured that many out. a version of the song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all right. How are you holding up, Justin? <laughs> I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all right. I haven't yawned yet, man. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Let's listen to song stories. Oh, this that's is... exactly what I had my link over. Perfect. Oh, perfect. All yes. right, let's go ahead and put this in watch together and check out Enemies Song <laughs> Stories. <laughs> this is three minutes. Yeah. And it's... I remember that was right oh. after we were done recording Clarity. And I think we were at home and we weren't doing anything and the record was done and Clarity was also kind of one of those records where when we made it, I don't know if we really realized this at the time, but it was really not for sure that that record was coming out, you know, and, and then Jim wrote this demo with like, you know, uh, with the like just crazy jangling guitars and this kind of cool energy. And we're like, we should record that. We, we went to a studio in LA, tracked it for real because our A&R guy, I think he, liked it and thought, hey, we should maybe try to pursue putting this on the album. He was also probably looking for any traction, like any possible hook to get the label really interested in the album, uh, you know, to actually put it out. The powers that be at the label heard it. They're like, no, let's not put it on the album. And I think for them, it was like, well, this album's not coming out anyway, so it's like, let's not more money. It's just going to cost more money, you know. So, <laughs> and the funny thing about that is that like our A and R guy, um, kind of just on the sly, just sent Lucky Denver Mint to K Rock in LA, and with no plan, no release date, um, just like, hey, here's a sing, here's a single, you know, and just sort of out of the blue, they added it. So you have like the largest radio station in the country adding our song 
and our, there's no release date, no plan. And the label is probably thinking, yeah, this is probably not coming out. Well, then once that happened, <laughs> it sort of forced them, oh, well, we need a release date. And so it was kind of like, I think Sweetness kind of got lost in the shuffle because I don't think they were really anticipating the album coming out anyway. And then, you know, but in the end, we ended up just re-recording it and putting it on Bleed American, and it did really well, so. That's Craig Aronson that did that. Yeah. Craig. It was all green screen work, and uh, so it was... Uh, the music video. It was all inside the director's head, and so uh, we're in this uh, sound studio, sound stage in L.A., and uh, just big green screen and okay imagine this is you're in this environment okay now you're driving a van it was just like a, 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 steering, a steering wheel <laughs> on a stick it was like okay we're in the yeah it was a it was a lot of fun and and uh we had to totally trust what yeah i mean like all all his all tim's reel looks like that so we knew what we were gonna get it was like cool man and now you're gonna be doing this all right <laughs> we trust you. <laughs> and the uh, most of the singles that were released is a still from them shooting that video right. on the green screen. So it's them with like a uh, an insanely hot red light um, lighting them. Um, I have some song facts. I have three of them listed here. Um, the first in uh, no particular order other than how it's listed on song facts. Um, this is about having strong feelings for a person who doesn't feel that way about you. When you're near that person, you get a special sweet feeling. The sweetness will not be concerned with me is saying that the person doesn't feel the same way, says song facts. Um, the next, now why did I link directly to it? There must be a reason. Um, oh, wow, this is a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. They did a Carl Weiser did like an entire chat with Jim Adkins. Um, so let's go and search this article. Okay. In the song Sweetness, Jim sings about a relationship that isn't on equal footing. The line string from your tether unwinds. I always heard as a reference to the game of tetherball where one player keeps the ball just out of reach of the other, just in uh, such as in matters of love, kind of like the last scene in Napoleon Dynamite. So Song Facts asks, is that a tetherball metaphor I hear in sweetness? Adkin says, uh, no, it's like a tether as in an emotional connection that you can't break free from. Um, and Song Facts says, what was going on that led you to write that? And Jim says, it's been a while since anyone asked me about this. It's just about feeling unfulfilled and where you're looking for relationship validation. It's a scene that I come back to a lot. You know, if that's where you're hoping and wishing to get your sense of happiness and self-worth, you're going to be searching forever. And Song Facts says, that ties into a lot of what you were writing on Integrity Blues. It all kinds of connects. So that is the uh, little bit that so Jim is talking during the Integrity Blues tour cycle about sweetness, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just like us asking him about weird EPs in 1994 and the artwork for them. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> um, and then the last song fact I have. There are two versions of the song. One in, ah, oh, here we go. One in which the lyric is strap from your tether unwinds. The other is string from your tether unwinds. However, the lyric is officially documented as strap but it's not officially documented no it's not that. and i wonder because if we just, just went through the liner notes and read 
<laughs> there let me, is. Let me look at Jimmy Eat World Online. Let me look at the Japanese lyrics. What the go fuck ahead. did that say? Go ahead. Go ahead and look at those. And I, this is one thing that musicians are told from usually producers or something that they develop. But there's in order to avoid the really piercing, the the ease and stuff, they're they're taught to say like in this case, you could even hear Jim when you were listening to the just the vocals only was sweetness. He almost says sweetness. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't want it to sound so piercing and nasally sweetness. Um, and I think it's the same thing. So it's it's straying from your tether unwinds. That's what yeah. he probably is singing, but they're hearing in their heads strap, but it's not. It's string. <laughs> He's just saying it properly so yeah. it doesn't cut through the mix. I'm what does do it say it. in the liner notes? Please don't tell me it says strap. <laughs> no, I haven't come up with anything official okay. that says it. All right. Because yeah. I don't, I, I have confidence that it's just Jim. I mean, even when I put it in quotes, it I'm not coming up with any website that we've ever looked at and it's only 1160 results <laughs> now what about stray from your tether on lines but even that sounds like oh no yeah that just sounds Nothing. like strang strang yeah. from your tether <laughs> yeah. lines. but what's funny is i remember mark saying it and i searched on discord for when mark had said it and i think it's on a channel that's not it was in a channel that's no longer active on the discord um, so all that chat is gone, but I remember him specifically saying the version he had had a different lyric there. And, uh, obviously we just listened. I mean, I mean, let's listen to the demo again, just the beginning of the demo, um, and, and see what, like, does it sound any different? Like, Okay, here we go. Everybody listen. Even repeats it. Straight from your tether on wine? String. <laughs> yeah. The only difference I hear is are you listening? He starts with are you listening? And the genius starts with if you're listening. Right. Correct. Yeah, no, that's it. Only one difference. of one of my uh covers does that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that that was uh, one of the, the them song that one song facts thing and uh, Mark Hoppus are the only places I've heard that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna move this to community. What, what what kind of stuff do you have? While I Real quick, just to kind of go back on uh, when we were talking about the music video, I had mentioned Tim directing it, but it's actually it's Tim Hope was the music director for this, and this was the blurb I have on this. So the video for Sweetness directed by Tim Hope depicts the band performing the song in a bedroom while apparently recording a demo cassette. Com compositing and various forms of animation, including stop motion, rotoscoping, and computer animation, were used to add surreal elements throughout the video, as well as to show the band performing in different locations, a bar, a concert, and a recording studio. Um, he was famous for The Wolfman, which I had not watched. They ended up re-rendering it in 2020. It looked very much of the time it looked like something that someone had put together in after effects version one but it was yeah. great it was, it was very it was stop motion it's something that our other teacher this would is love. a video i do not revisit at all i don't really dig the aesthetics of it it was yeah. never my scene i don't like the color palette like i mean to be honest i don't revisit the middle video a lot either like <laughs> yeah it's very um, much like if you watch the music video and this the wolf man that he had written in the early 2000s 
very mm-hmm. similar styles. That's what they picked. They said, we're going with Tim Oat because of this. Yeah. Um, but he had gone from stop motion to where he's at. You can actually see some of this stuff. Um, That's cool. I guess he, the, he was he was talking about um, they had it re-rendered in 2020. So I, know, I imagine that was a good portion of it that was done on computer. So that was the, yeah, remastered in HD. They did this in the middle for the 20th anniversary of, uh, or I think it was the 19th anniversary, actually. When yeah. The, uh, yeah. It would uh, be, so, yeah. It was on 2020. So that that would make sense. Yeah, let's do some music video chat. I, um, uh, July of 2020. July 23rd, 2021. I really like the sweetness video. We generally suck at videos, but that one is pretty good. Hashtag Jimmy Eat World. Um, and uh, Jimmy Eat World. Oh, they tweeted about the remaster. Here we go. There must be something about this week for us because today marks the 19th anniversary of Bleed American. For the occasion, the middle and sweetness official videos have been remastered in HD. Watch now on YouTube. And the most important thing as like a content creator, I and I'm not like, I don't have a ton of followers and stuff like that, but I handle it kind of for, I I handle a corporate account for the company I work for and all that stuff. They were able to replace the video and keep the metrics of the original version of the video on the HD. They literally, YouTube does not do this. That's the one thing that like people are like, well, why would I upload to Vimeo instead of YouTube? Two reasons. You can replace a video without losing metrics and you can password protect on Vimeo. Other than that, YouTube like could bury Vimeo by adding yeah. those two those two <laughs> features. But anyway, they were able to do it, and that's pretty fucking cool. That is impressive. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and and something like YouTube's like oh, uh, it changes like it, it like YouTube's official like if you Google why can't I replace a video on YouTube, it's like because it creates a different unique ID. I'm like so like. <laughs> <laughs> right just keep, yeah just know that there's i mean keep record of it but just know that yeah. <laughs> i don't know sounds like yeah. someone doesn't want to do work <laughs> so yeah um so yeah not a video i've watched a ton um i didn't know if you wanted to watch it uh when the last time you watched it was i, I just watched um, it i mean i just watched it this last weekend yeah i mean i saw enough of it right there <laughs> but um uh yeah it's not it's not an aesthetic i'm into but especially at that time like 2001 like this is incredibly well done video. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the comping is really well done. Like it looks good. Yeah. Um, oh, here's one that I never get to go to a lot because their page is so spark. I think there's six songs on the misheard lyrics site that I found. Um, Kiss this guy.com <laughs> uh, is the misheard lyrics site. I've only been able to come to this very few times, but I've got a couple uh, misheard lyrics here. Um, sweetness, funny misheard song lyrics. Did you or a friend mishear a lyric from Sweetness by Jimmy World? Click here to tell us. So here is the misheard sweetness lyric. If you like salmon, whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> Some, somebody said, if you like salmon. Now, if I click on it, does it say who submitted this? Um, yeah. S-E-I-K-A-T-S-U-5. On January 13th, 2013, at 4.17 p.m., at the age of 12, they think it's better than the original lyric. Uh, they were never able to convince others that they were right, and they were not partying at the time. But it says, this is a song we'd been listening to on Mom's iPod for quite a while, and we had no clue what the real lyrics were in that part. So we thought, maybe, if you like salmon, whoa, and sing it like that. But only recently we looked it up to find out we were all wrong. That's pretty good. This is I love the idea of this website. Yeah, right? 
but <laughs> we just like don't get salmon? enough Jimmy World entries there. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I I will get to community, but I wanted to I I grouped Stephanie Cano's comment here on the Facebook group. Um, she posted last night on Instagram. Jim clarified a lyric and its origin in response to my comment. So it got me thinking: What other lyrics have you sung wrong before you realized that they what they actually were? My comment was about if you don't, don't. But it took me 17 years of singing "Sweetness" to realize it was "String from the Tether Unwind" when I had always sung "Drink from the Tap and Unwind." <laughs> <laughs> Drink from the tap and unwind, man. Yeah. Take and your shoes dude, off. Stephanie didn't get a lot of comments here. I should you know what I should do? Let me uh link 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 her up with misheardlyrickkissthisguy.com. <laughs> Excuse me while I kiss this guy. All right. What uh what else do you have? Um let's see. I wanted to find more um on that opening, just kind of to go back on the music video thing. The opening seen it has the it has the california highway marker one uh no highway four on the video yes california oh, okay. highway four because it's right in the very first this. opening scenes it's, it looks like the california state route four and i wanted okay, it to yeah, have more meaning as far as like going back to like maybe it's something with the band but i was like no this is california and it's way up in like oakland oakland to the el dorado national forest do you see it there can you see it I then, see it in the in the image here, yeah. Yeah, I I really Maybe wanted this will it, be our image for the episode. Yeah, I I really wanted it to have more, but there was nothing that I could find on Highway Four. Maybe it meant something uh, a little more to Tim Hope, but I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Do we yeah. know where Tim is from? Well, he's from uh, Greater Manchester. Oh, huh. Well, it says Tim Hope hails from Columbus, Ohio. Tim Hope, A Z. No, 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 this is, <laughs> take that back, this is a different Tim Hope. He's a British director, yeah, Greater Manchester, UK. He is from, he is from uh, the UK. Hello. Yeah, that, that is an interesting choice. This looks like a house in Laurel Canyon. That's what this looks like. Doesn't it? Like the, the double? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't look like Laurel Canyon. Okay. Or Beverly well, Glen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It, what is this uh, Discogs that you shared with me here? Oh, I don't know what this is, and I'm really Whoa. upset that I couldn't find it before the this episode, but there is now what I should have looked at is, is it for sale? No. Add to wish list. But look at this. Lucky Denver Mint acoustic version, then six versions of Sweetness, and they're all talking about techno. Yeah. With Jim, Jim Solo, Solo no, no techno. techno. With Mark Solo, no techno. What is this? This would be It's ama- 1999, so it's got to be... I wonder if these are all the different versions of the demo. That's got to be what this is. So with Jim Solo, no techno. Now, I don't know what the techno part is. It's techno, man. What else could it be? Yeah, but like, is there <laughs> like a panic at the disco style yeah, right. breakdown? Like in the... In the uh, so I'm going to put this in the Discord. We will probably have to come back to this in housekeeping. But like, Mark Solo? Mark Solo like, Did Mark Trombino do a solo on this <sighs> and then sweetness as band originally intended 405 that's the one that we are have been listening to right yeah, that's the no one that solo, was no techno break but, but all and that's the shortest no it's not the shortest yeah it is that's the shortest version no solo no techno break but all the like, break what on earth 
I wonder if okay, the, it's the techno breakdown. I wonder if it's that if that's the right, techno break yeah. they're talking about. So if there's nothing, if that's out, it looks like it's only seven seconds. So if we can figure out if that little break is is it seven seconds, then that's what they're talking about. Oh yeah, and no one. I actually did post this to the Discogs page, and nobody mentioned no, but everybody responded about the other stuff but not the techno yeah futures past wished he had the other single i wonder if well the gym solo i wonder what the gym solo and the mark solos are because you can hear I, you know jim's a multi-instrumentalist but you can definitely hear there's some kind of organ that's underneath it okay so yeah jed says i recall it being a topic on the forums but can't remember for the life of me what the deal was this is the closest one i have but that's clearly post capital and it's just a sweetness single that he has. So, okay, they did answer. They did not, neither Steve nor Jed had it. So if okay. anybody does know what this advanced copy is, I'm going to go ahead and add it as a as like a add to want list. Okay. So that way it shows up when I, uh, if if at some point somebody puts this up, I'll, uh, I'll do that due diligence. I did actually make a purchase on Discogs for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to get to that. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I wanted to send it to you because all this all this talk about a techno breakdown, I, I got to know what that is. Um, right. There's another thing that I also posted to the Discord. There's a Sweetness single. This is the other one that Steve didn't have. It was a U.S. CD single released in 2002. Track one is Sweetness. Track two is called Call Out Hook. Call Out Hook. But there's no runtime on the track. So, like, what even is that? So I'm sending it to you now. Right. Um I don't know what that means. What's call out hook? I'll bet if I search call out hook Jimmy World, yep, that Discogs page is the first yep, thing that yeah, comes they, up. <laughs> they, they all go back to the Discogs page. Call out hook. Is it another version of sweetness? Like where he just says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's an EIL.com post. Let's Check see. this out. Yeah. The call-out hook is a dying art. Formerly, they accompanied every single so that the radio station could attach an artist's introduction to the oh. dingle in some form. It was like primitive sampling or voice tracking. This led to them call, being called drop-ins. Today, this, this uh, sale of airtime is so sacred that call-out hooks rarely appear outside of the time buys. So what does it sound like? Like, hey, we're Jimmy Eat World, and this is our song Sweetness? Or... Is it a voiceover, like a radio DJ saying, this is Jimmy Eat World with sweetness? Oh, like, man, I wish they, they have a, a this on the site. This is a 10watts.blogspot.com. They have a flash thing on here that's not working, but it has an example. It says, for people outside of radio, these are never heard in their raw form. I recently picked up a promo 45 for Chris Christian. It's absolutely terrible, but the B-side of the 45 is all drop-in. So here it is in its entirety, the raw audio we and the air staff used to start with. So it must be something that they flow on top of, like a ramp up or a vamp or something. Interesting. But it's here's just... Gorilla's Clint Eastwood call out hook. Okay. Let's take a listen to this. I'm going to put this in watch together, actually. Hi, we're Gorillas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so it's something they could use in one of their little like a promo or an ad right for the radio station yeah 
I wonder what the call out hook sounded like though. Like you said, "Hey, we're Jimmy World." <laughs> yeah, well, like there's no voiceover, maybe, but like it's like a bed, like so the radio station doesn't have to do a cut down. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Huh? There we are. I wish I knew what a call out. Uh, I mean, I guess now we do know what a call out hook yeah. is. All right. Um. Oh, this is always a fun thing. We talked about this when we talked about clarity on some of the repressings. The sweetness demo breaks up the track list for clarity. So it goes, you know, uh, all the entire track list, clarity, Christmas card, then the sweetness demo, then goodbye Sky Harbor. So it takes up its own side of the of an entire record. <laughs> Damn. Um, so that was the 2009 release version of the uh, of the clarity record. But then uh, by 2014, they flop that. So uh, what's interesting here. Is I see blister clarity goodbye sky harbor Christmas card sweetness studio demo. So even that's a fucked up track list. <laughs> yeah, what is this? So here's what B Diker says, uh, January 31st, 2015. An excellent treatment for a modern classic. The definitive vinyl release, essentially, as it wallops the original pressing in sound quality and doesn't have any annoying split track list on of the second edition reissue. The more delicate songs on Side C have essentially never been heard with this kind of ugh, clarity and brightness. <laughs> Including the studio demo of Sweetness as a bonus track is awesome too, since we get more clarity era rendition of it before they heave heavied it up for the Bleed American mix. Nice, thick, clear vinyl, pure analog mastering chain done by the great Kevin Gray at Coherent. Sturdy gatefold packaging with fold out full color liner notes and a promo poster, poly bagged, poly lined inners. A great example of what a reissue should accomplish. No need to own any other version. But I'm the track list is wrong. Like they put Goodbye Sky Harbor, then Christmas card, then Sweetness Studio demo. Unless this track list is just wrong. Anyway, my point was there's different versions where sweetness is smack dab <laughs> before goodbye sky harbor and after um uh anything else you got i got a couple i, I mean i have a, a grip of stuff but i want to i figured we would ping pong you know i was looking there's a couple of mentions in articles that like forbes and stuff that i just ended up taking out because it was just mentions of it because it's such an yeah. iconic song um so there are as far as like articles go or mentions of this song outside of those like promotional uh, instances i've got about three or four things to go through so i don't know if you want to let me come in every couple of times but this is where i'm i'm ready to get into the yeah, article let's do stuff. one and then i'll hit a bunch of things before i get to tweets then i'll do a bunch of tweets i'll do some more and okay because i have a few articles as well maybe we've got a couple of the same okay this one is on uh, from bet for the win no where am i usa today sports the Florida Panthers were thoroughly roasted mm. by Jimmy World as the team looks for a new goal song. It's always wild to hear when these songs are used in, uh, you know, in, in professional sports. A lot of my Zach Lynn tweets are about the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from Robert Zeglinski, June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. So just last year, for years, the Florida Panthers have used "Sweetness," a song from the mid nineties teenage angst band jimmy world as a celebratory track for each of their goals 
During the 21-22 season, opponents heard Sweetness played 342 t- 340 times as Florida. Owners of the NHL's best record also led the league in scoring. But for as much as Jimmy World might hold a special place in the heart of every millennial trying to find themselves in this crazy little world of ours, it's admittedly a little melodramatic for a moment that's supposed to be celebratory. As a result, the Panthers, fresh off a second-round sweep at the hands of the in-state rival Lightning, are in the midst of a search for a new goal song heading into next year. And when some Panthers fans tried to organize a petition to keep Sweetness as the de facto theme for their beloved hockey squad, it got the band's attention. Right? So this is probably, <laughs> you have one of the tweets you have. Uh, in the funniest, most savage way, and this is what Jimmy World says, uh, I guess I have, you have to read tweets backwards, right? The most inset is what they're replying to, correct? Yes. So Dead Rat says, uh, almost at triple digits, Sweetness by Jimmy World has become an unmistakable piece of the Florida Panthers culture. Sign, share now to save Sweetness. They have the hashtag save Sweetness and keep the Florida Panthers goal song intact in their change.org petition there. And then Jimmy World replies with, if you're scoring the most goals of any team in the NHL and you don't win the cup, maybe the problem isn't your goal song. But hey, if it's not <laughs> broke, feel free to fix it. <laughs> that's true yep savage savage oh yeah (laughs) it's funny because i saw that tweet but i didn't look at the context so (laughs) (laughs) that's good it does go on actually yeah uh it says clearly whoever runs the band's twitter account jim atkins hello answer my emails please was not in the mood to deal with a hockey team that wants to cut ties with them and uh, what is this? What is this clip from? It says the Slater scoop. The Florida Panthers have yet to say what they're doing at head coach, uh, but the team does plan to make a change with their goal song. Multiple sources tell me what is this gif? Oh, it's it looks like always sunny, and he says, "Go ahead, go <laughs> ahead." So he was just not into it. Do it. Bye I now. Mean, you see you later. You won't be missed. Jimmy World probably. <laughs> yeah, you know that that was Zach. That oh yeah, he's <laughs> like, give me this, give me the reins there, Jim. Yep. Uh, this is my realm. So that's what I have for the uh, USA Today. So here's my stitches and grooves. Here's what they said about the Clarity Vinyl. The third pressing also features the bonus tracks, Christmas card, and Sweetness demo, which were not found on the first pressing, uh, but are found on the pressing on the second pressing of Clarity. The track listing between the second and third pressings regarding the bonus tracks is different, however, as on the second pressing, they are featured before the final track on the studio album and how it appears on the vinyl. Goodbye, Scar Harbor. So, to clarify, Christmas Card and Sweetness Demo, in order, appear before Goodbye, Sky Harbor. Oh, okay, that, now I now I see. Chris, because Christmas Card also is not a clarity track, that's why it's after Goodbye, Sky Harbor on that other one that I saw when I said, but not all. Let me, let me look again. Yeah, Goodbye, Sky Harbor, then Christmas Card and Sweetness Studio Demo. Okay, that's my bad. I just, in my mind, I was like, yeah, Christmas card, classic clarity track. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So let me finish that up. Okay. So to clarify, Christmas card and sweetness demo in order appear before Goodbye Sky Harbor, which is the final track on the record. On the third pressing, the studio album concludes before the record gets to the two bonus tracks. So Goodbye Sky Harbor comes in before the bonus track, Christmas card, and sweetness demo. On the third pressing, sweetness demo is the final track. So that is what Stitches and Grooves had to say about the Clarity Vinyl. There is a Stitches and Grooves post about the 7-inch. This is one of two 7-inch singles taken from Bleed American 
the other being the middle, another UK only seven inch. I have no idea how many were pressed, but it was only pressed to green vinyl. I'm guessing in the low thousands, if not lower, because this rarely pops up on eBay and went out of print awfully quick. So that is stitches and grooves on the seven inch singles. Uh, demo. Oh, dude, this seems like something you would know. Uh-huh. There's a yes song called Sweetness. You know, I'm not a huge yes fan. I'm not really into You're not a the yes man. progress. <laughs> There's a couple of yes songs I know, but I do not know Sweetness. No. Interesting. Let me see one. if I can. I think I closed out of our watch together. So let me get back up in it. And uh, let's see if we can listen to a little bit of yes. It was remastered in 2003. 9.4 million listens. It's what a big. Right? It's, a, it's a bop. Here yeah. Comes. Off of their 1969 album. Yes. Is that a B3? Yeah. The old Hammond. So much stereo spread on this. Nineteen sixty nine. That's not. <laughs> but <laughs> not it your jam, huh? It uh, exists. Yep. It is there. And then go ahead. It is there. It exists. <laughs> it exists. Yep. All right. I have a bunch of tweets to get through, so maybe you do another article real quick. Uh, okay. This was one from A- uh, AZ Central. Right, so awesome. You got all different articles than me. Yeah. Um, I cried like a baby. Phoenix music scene. People pick their favorite Jimmy World songs. Ed Masley. Uh, This is published uh, July 26th, 2019. And Sweetness shows up. Where is he? Jordan White on Sweetness. Jordan White of Jane in the Jungle chose Sweetness, the third Bleed American single, which peaked at number two on the Billboard Alternative Song Chart. Sweetness was one of the first cover songs I performed with the band, she says. Their iconic sound, or their sound is iconic with an alternative vibe that still resonates with the alternative music world today. Also, being a band from Phoenix, we could only dream of having careers such as Jimmy World. They remind us that anything is possible. And then, uh, let's see, there's a couple more people. Matt Lloyd on Sweetness. Matt Lloyd of New Chums also went with Sweetness. Oh, man, Jimmy World is still, to this day, one of my favorite bands. He says, a praise chorus would be my Dark Horse favorite song. But Sweetness was the first song I heard of theirs years ago, and I still get pumped every time I hear it. The high-opening strumming guitar is so distinctive, and the huge chorus over the woes is so good. They made drop detuning on the guitar cool and interesting, showing you could use it in a pop rock song. And the last one is Kate Brennan on Sweetness. The praise for Sweetness continues with acclaimed local songwriter Kate Brennan. Maybe it's an obvious choice, she says, but Sweetness is probably my fave Jimmy World song. It captures so much of what I love about them. Staggeringly great hooks, stadium-sized energy, joyous but with a sense of melancholy beneath the surface. It's an irresistibly great song, and yet another reason why they're one of the greatest bands of the past 25 years. Such nice things to say. Yeah, I love that. And all band band people. Band 
Um, a couple <laughs> tweets. One I just I just saw in the comments here, which is pretty cool, and I never thought about it. I have to think about it the next time I see them. Anyway, real quick, uh, Jimmy Eat World posts on July twenty third, twenty twenty one. We demoed this song after we recorded Clarity, and Capital didn't want it, so we put it in the pile to make for Bleed American. Hashtag Jimmy Eat World Jim. Um, and this is when they were doing those retro. Uh, they were live tweeting the playthrough of the record, and I remember being in Seattle at the time I, th- I was on one of the islands or on the ferry trying to keep up. Like I would check my phone every five minutes to see what the latest tweet was about everything. Uh, so we could keep up now separate of this, a comment to this by Mike Austin says, as you probably know, dashboard confessional signals, they are coming on stage next with this song. It's like Chris Caraba's baseball walk-up anthem. It gets the crowd <laughs> hype and voices loud for the song for the sing-along. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of that for dashboard that they come out uh, before that. Um, so that's a Jim tweet. Here's a Zach Lynn tweet. Sweetness. We actually recorded this for clarity when the album was already done, but Capitol records didn't think it was a very good song. So we saved it for the next album. Whoops. And Jim, Tweets from the Jimmy World account, Jinx. <laughs> and then uh, Danielle Corey, uh, who we know from the community, uh, says, this is so wholesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there it is. That, that was fun. Uh, here's a bunch. Uh, uh, let's see. I have 10 Zach tweets. <laughs> yeah, of course. Are they all sports related? <laughs> Not all. But uh, let's see. This one is. Uh, I tr- oh this is good. I tried sweetness on expert setting on Rock Band and failed. Sixteen percent into the song. <laughs> Jeez, this is Zach. <laughs> yeah, and then Zach says the problem with the sweetness drums on Rock Band is that whoever programmed the part was totally wrong. I made sure to let them know when we visited the Rock Band headquarters. <laughs> and so let's see, was there? Uh, no, there was not a discrepancy in time. It was the same day, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Um, but that's so funny. God, I would love and to then, see him behind one of those kits, the little tiny uh, <laughs> yeah, rock <right>? band kits. <laughs> and then uh, February 26, 2021, and uh, uh, Tijuana Taxi says, no one is safe. And they at the Eve 6 guy. And then uh, Oh, Zach was that, says, that when that was big? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach says, who played drums on Heartbeat in a Blender song? Josh Freeze, I bet, because A&R wanted, it, uh, wanted is slamming. I don't know what that means. Oh, and then Eve Six replies, Toey Faginson. Faginson. Um, so yeah, Tony Faginson, classic. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Zach and Eve Six guy had a back and forth right then. Uh let's see who what the next Zach Lynn tweet is. Do we get into sports yet? The problem oh nope, that's just a pro uh, I like that. Uh I've already covered some of these. He talks about the problem with the uh, sweetness drums. Uh oh, <laughs> Okay, FanDuel, May March 9th, 2022. The quest for the cup continues and uh uh hashtag NHL. And so let's see, let's look here. I don't know any of these logos. Oh, Florida Panthers, 29.12%. Uh so that is uh what is this number? Is this oh Stanley Cup percentages, 29.12%. And Zach retweets this and says, one of these teams uses sweetness for their goal song. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty good. And uh, no good. (laughs) Somebody says, this list is Rangers disrespect. (laughs) So somebody's a Rangers fan, not liking that they're at the bottom of the list there. Um, 
So Zach says, I wonder if there's anyone at Arizona Coyotes that likes Jimmy Eat World asking for a friend. This is February 4th, 2020. Oh man, right before lockdown. Um, and then Yotes Trade Central says, I don't know about them, but I love Jimmy Eat World. Please God, write them a new goal song. And then uh, Zach says, the Panthers play sweetness after every goal, smiley, fa winky face. Um, and Yotes Trade Central says, and I'm jealous about that every day, Zach. Um, so uh, not much more back and forth after that, but uh, pretty good. Uh, somebody, somebody tried to get Noah Berlin to play sweetness at the ballpark. I assume they are, uh, yeah, the Chase Field Oxcord DJ. Um, yeah, you would think that Noah Berlin would... Uh, would do that. Um, so another famous tweet from Zach Lind. Zach Lind number six here. Oh, by the okay. way, I had to look just to see if yeah. artists get paid royalties for um, oh, that's sports a good, teams. That's a good trivia. Yeah, and according to Quora, so this is Quora, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, the league or team in that league also provides song information so the PRO knows what songs are being used and what songs should be paid. The fees paid out... By the PROs are for songwriters only. Artists do not get a royalty for their performance of the song in a public venue. But they are the writers of the song, so it sort of works out. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. This is a thread, but somebody... So, basically, let's see. Get Yourself a Nemesis is the most breathtakingly toxic, broke brain, internet thing I've seen in a while. There's so many healthier and more productive ways to spend your time and energy on here. This is March 29th. March 26, 2019, Corbin Rife says that. I don't know who Corbin Rife is. It says, writer at Spin, Billboard, and Rolling Stone. Okay, so that's just a random thing. I don't know what Get Yourself a Nemesis is, but that's what they're talking about. Leor Galil, who is a Chicago reader writer, no, pre no premieres, no masters, says, wow, I guess we're enemies now. Corbin responds, I'm going to start listening to Walking on a Sun every day just to spite you. And Lior Galil says that would make Zach Lind happy. So now Zach Lind enters the chat. Of course. <laughs> you said my name. And Zach says, it's a far superior song, in my opinion. Lior Galil says, I disagree. Eric Grubbs comes in. And oh, posts, man. That's a party. <laughs> yeah. Post, what is this a link to? A video of, oh, the Why Can't We Be Friends uh, official oh, music video. Um, and, uh, Leo Galil, uh, does the thinking emoji and Zach says, why can't we be friends? Isn't even in the same discussion. Let's be honest. I think you need to do readers poll for all-star and walking on the sun. Let's put this to the people. And then Zach respond to himself. To be honest, it's like the middle is the most popular, but sweetness is the better tune objectively. So this is like that. <laughs> So that's where sweetness comes in in this whole Got debate it. here. And then Leor Galil says, this blew my mind. And Scott Heisel comes into the chat. Walking on the Sun is for sure a better song than All-Star, without question. Leo, Leor Galil says, you're wrong, though. And Zach says, let the people decide. Why are you scared of the truth? <laughs> so this is a really funny thread. Wow, what a thread. And with everybody, everybody's everybody's in that. It one. seems so. Ha I mean, it seems like a, it would be a good table chat. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Let and, the people uh, decide. I do think "Walking on the Sun" is the better song than "All Star." Yeah, for sure. "All Star" definitely has so much. I mean, among like the, the memes and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the the shows that it's been in. 
like I get it. I get the yeah. notoriety of that, but yeah. Um, walking on the sun is just, it just sounds more, I don't know, I guess Real? less goofy to me. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. better. Um, okay. August 7th, 2020. Wow. Arizona coyotes advance. The suns are four and oh in the, in the bubble. D backs bats are starting to wake up. What's going on here? And then Z Norg says, not sure, but you guys need to release a new goal song written just for the coyotes. Not sure if any team has their own custom goal song. Black Keys are cool, but Howling for You is just so last eight years for not being in the playoffs. And Zach says, the Panthers use sweetness for their goal song. I'm not sure if writing a new custom goal song is it. I feel like people need to know it. And then somebody, and then that person says, fine, I'll ask Authority Zero to do it. <laughs> so I assume Authority Zero is a Phoenix band as well. Um, here's number eight from Zach. Okay, here we go. Embrace the pain, Cardinals fans, just to let it wash over you. It's the only answer. This is December 1st, 2019. Andrew Flaherty says, I feel a new Jimmy Eat World song coming from this tweet. Time for you to write an Arizona sports theme song. And Zach says, we don't need to write more music uh, to make this more of a thing. There's an NHL team in Florida that plays sweetness after every goal. Shruggy emoji. And Andrew Flaherty says, what more do you want? Um, all right, and Zach Lynn tweet number nine. Again, great intro from a reviewer. Also, I guess Sweetness has a reggae tinge to it. And then hashtag, where is your band playing tonight? So it a blogs blog.seattletimes.com article that is no longer there. And I spent about 20 minutes and found the original article. <laughs> oh, yes? What on earth is he talking about? He So remember, he says... I guess sweetness has a reggae tinge to reggae it. Reggae So here's what the, uh, here is what Charlie Zellelian, what is that? Zalian says. Though pushing 40 themselves, Adkins, Linton, Birch, and Lind sounded years younger during the set's kinetic final salvo, a blistering succession of tracks that included reggae-tinged sing-alongs, sweetness, off-bleed American, and tense slowcore, Goodbye Sky Harbor from Clarity. So... Reggae tinged singalongs, classic. Who's, okay, and who who wrote that article or said that? Uh, this is for the Seattle Times, and it was Charlie Zalian, Z A I L L I A N. Hmm. But yeah, reggae tinged singalongs. <laughs> um. All right, I'll let you hit an article, and then I'll read the nine Jimmy World tweets I have. Jeez. <laughs> uh. I took the other ones out. I don't have any more articles. The other ones that I had were just mentions mm, of it along with other things, just kind of uh, stroking their ego. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, maybe I didn't take those out, but we'll see. Um, these cats play the sweetness after every goal they score. Uh, double pound fist. So this is January 25th, 2022. When did you say they were supposed to uh, replace their goal song? Because this, this is January 25th, 2022. Yeah, this was... This is... It's only a year ago. Yeah, this article was from June 17th, 2022. So that's probably just... That was what? September? Uh, January 2022. Oh, yeah. So there were still... <laughs> articles were still going through on in June. I guess the season doesn't start for another yeah. few months. This must have been much closer to when they were going to change it. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right, next tweet. Thanks to everyone for sharing these old videos of sweetness. Quick note about the song. We wrote and recorded Sweetness right after we finished making Clarity. We asked Capitol Records if they would let us add it to Clarity, but they didn't think it was worth doing. 
Whoops. In the end, they did us a big favor. We were really fortunate. We waited to put out sweetness on Bleed American for it to benefit from a proper single release. So this explains why there are a few different recorded versions of sweetness floating around. We recorded and mixed it for real, for capital, but then it got shelved and then it leaked. Sweetness is a good reminder that you can make something that connects, but if the powers that be will still reject your work, keep going. Sometimes you need a different set of ears to hear what it is you're doing. In this case, the suits were wrong and the kids singing along in the sweaty, half-empty, all-ages venues were right. So that's a great tweet thread. Uh, let's see what Jimmy World tweet number three is. <laughs> Tweets all day. <laughs> you know what? I think I ended up copying all of those tweets as the different things. So that might have, yeah, that might have burned through a bunch of tweets here. Oh, here's uh, here's uh, March 16, 2009 from the Jimmy World account. I'm happy to announce I succeeded playing Sweetness on Rock Band Expert 93%. In my defense, the part is not transcribed correctly. <laughs> so Zach, classic, tweeting from both accounts. Um, All right. Chandler and the Bings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at Jimmy World. Hey, guys. Was the middle written or conceptualized in the 90s? Because we really want to cover it. But rules are rules. And Jimmy World responds, no, sorry, sad face. No worries. Thanks for being super awesome. Sweetness was written in the 90s. Barely. <laughs> and Chandler and the Bing says, kick ass. We'll find a way to cover a Jimmy World song if it kills us. Chandler and the Bings. Chandler and the Bings. That's great. I wonder if they're out of Chandler, Arizona. That'd be pretty good. Um, and then this is the last tweet. Retweeting Emily E. Gordon on September 26, 2010. So this is when they had to type RT. Oh, geez, retweeting. Yeah. And now they a link to a twit vid. I'm going to send you this link. All right. See if, see I can if find you have it. a way to resurrect this. Hit I feel me. like you've done this in the past. I would. I couldn't find a way to resurrect it, but maybe you will. And Emily E. Gordon says the woes were so deafening. I had to capture them at Jimmy World hashtag sweetness hashtag FB. But I just wasn't able to resurrect this video. So I don't know how uh, how loud the woes were. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's been to a Jimmy World show, yeah, you know how loud the woes are. Let's see, there's no back tweets. Nah, it's a bummer that those uh, those are all gone. Yeah, man. I'm looking real quick. Yeah, string from your tether unwinds. I'm looking at the Japanese translation. Like, it, it is was it from here that people got it? All right, so that was my last tweet. I have two from the Reddit Q and A. Two posts from the Reddit Q and A. Did you find these? Um, those might have been in my community. Go ahead, bring them up. Mm. Kermit McFly, <laughs> 10 years ago on June 6, 2013, says, You guys absolutely obviously have received lots of attention for particular songs, Bleed American, The Middle, Work, Sweetness, etc. But there are, are there any songs you wish got more attention commercially than they do currently? Edit Big Fan for 10 plus years. Love the production on the latter work. And Jimmy World responds, not really. We have no control over how songs are received, so we don't really worry about it. We're really proud of those songs and all of our songs regardless. So there's that. And the second Reddit Q&A from Iama. This is Big Cletus. I'm assuming about the same day. Yeah, June 6, 2013. Hey, guys, just wanted to ask a couple questions. I forgot to ask when I met you guys. And I went to a few of the home state shows in Arizona. Thanks for the AMA. One, what's everyone's favorite song to play live? My favorite to listen to is In Between Bleed American and Hear You Me. Two, I have this running bet with a friend of mine that he and he says sweetness is about cocaine. Is this true or false? Three, 
Why does Tom disappear immediately after every show? I've never gotten to meet him, so I imagine he has to go fight crime or something. <laughs> Batman. So here's what Jimmy World's response are. Zach's favorite song to play live is Appreciation. Rick is Get It Faster. Jim is Please Say No. Tom is Bleed American. Number two, is Sweetness About Cocaine? False. Three, Tom, for the AZ shows, I drove separately from the band, and I had to leave quickly afterwards because it was a long drive home. I usually hang out on normal tour dates, though. And then he crossed out all the text. Just kidding. I was fighting crime. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Strike through. Classic strike through test. Text. All right. I have like 10 more lines of notes here. Okay. I got really close to finding that video. I found the the archive TwitVid page. Did you get back to that one? Uh, was it a dead flash link though? Yeah. Yeah. I think I got bummer, that. Yeah. man. Okay. Yeah, anyway, nice. go ahead. Keep reading them. Okay. So uh, Jimmy World is on the gun show. Um, an Adobe net, uh, yeah, Adobe Network podcast radio show. So I'm gonna jump to 42:15 on the Gun Show, where I believe they talk about sweetness. 42:15. Gotta let this page load, and then I will jump to 42:15 because I'm hitting play on this. It's loading. It's taking a minute. <laughs> the volume down. Gotta jump to 42:15 as soon as it begins to play here and spinning and spinning do you believe spinning in free what you want <laughs> it is also spinning free whoa i will refresh the page we begin today's meditation right. with a few sipping yes. exercises to remind us a little so let's jump to 42:15 so pick up your mechanic thinking thinking the sunday guns brought one of everyone's all-time favorite bands to the air to talk about life, quarantine, and all things in between. Tune in to hear his chat with Zach Lind and Jim Atkins from Jimmy Eat World. When the guys gather around the mics, they discuss Jim's new podcast series and making bread from scratch. They also dig into surviving and the timing of its release, as well as the evolution of music industry since they got into the game. Here we go. Yeah. Before and we wanted to like, and it was a ripper. Then yeah, I would say surviving. <laughs> Ripper. Surviving or something just that people are just going to go right off to, like maybe just right. launching into Bleed American. Hell yeah. All right. So I like that. Uh, specific lyric that you think would mean more when you sing it live after we've just been stuck home for seven, eight months. God knows how long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you are free from <laughs> <laughs> our Integrity Blues album would be a good one. Okay. All right. Was sweetness always going to be, go. oh, 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 or did you ever have like different sounds that you were going to say? No. Of? No, it was always, it always, you know, I don't know. That was the first thing, that was the first thing I could think of as a scat vocal to just have as the the placeholder melody thing. And no one had anything else to say about it. So it stayed and it, it was, it was never really going to, I don't know. It was never really going to be a lyric, a lyric vocal. It was always going to be like that, like just interjection with the melody. And I guess finally, I just want to say the, first of all, my favorite albums are Clarity. There we go. Mm. All right. So sweet. That is more. Uh, I thought Just it was a good a question. Scat lyrics, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Scat. Suddenly bap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew Greenwald had a note on. Um, well, I figured I would read this on both episodes. Um, in his book. Uh, this is his blurb that's in the Bleed American Deluxe liner notes. Um, I will. Why don't we tag team this? I'll copy yeah. the Hit me. link and share it with you. And, uh, and we're doing two of the biggest Bleed American tracks this week and next week. So every band claims they owe it all to their fans. Jimmy Eat World is in the rare group that means it. Back at the turn of the century, the guys 
Misters Adkins, Linton, Birch, and Lind, had every reason to be despondent. They'd seen their two major label full-lengths, Static Prevails, and the cult masterpiece Clarity, ignored by their label and in the mainstream, despite growing attendance at their flawless live shows worldwide, as well as the minor hit in the form of Lucky Denver Mint, they soon parted ways with Capitol Records. But just as they hadn't gotten overly excited when they went from basement shows in Mesa to major label showcases in L.A., they didn't get overly depressed about starting from scratch. Instead, they hosed down their guitars and tuned up their rickety tour van, or the other way around, and hit the road, selling out shows from coast to coast and striking a unique bargain with their diehard followers in the process. Come to the shows, bring your passion and some friends, maybe pick up a t-shirt or sticker, and in return, we will re- we will turn your dedication to us into an album dedicated to you. The result was Bleed American, a timeless album recorded completely on the band's own dime about being in love with love, music, and life itself, about the things that save us when we can't save ourselves, and about how, even if it takes some time, everything, everything will be just fine. All the songs here, from the seething anti-drug title track to the Rage Against the Dying of the Light finale, My Sundown, are about fighting amp- apathy, about refusing to sit still. Sometimes Jim Atkins' inspiration is romantic, the middle. Often it's musical, a praise chorus, the authority song. And occasionally it's personal, your house. But the message remains the same. Don't settle. Just be yourself. Try to fall in love tonight. Bleed American is a landmark album of an interactive era that sounds as fresh and vital today as it did in the pre-MySpace era that it first appeared on Napster or record store shelves. <laughs> Long after that album funded, career invigorating tour ended, and the years since The Middle became a number one single, the band appeared on Saturday Night Live and accepted platinum plaques for the record and gold for its successor futures. The songs of Bleed American still create an open circuit, a two-way street, a connection as intimate in a packed theater or arena as in any suburban teenager's bedroom in 2001. Sing it back, Jim Adkins exhorts on sweetness, and damn if you don't find yourself doing just that. Well said, Andy. Yes, Andy. Um, here is something I found on the last FM wiki, which I don't really ever go to that much, but I don't think we ever get it. They have much. a wiki? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so right. this was interesting. It says the length of the song is a minute 29. Mm. Sweet. It's like chat GPT. <laughs> Filled yeah. it out. Sweetness is a single by Jimmy World. It appeared in the 2000, appeared on the 2001 album Bleed American. The song was featured on the soundtrack for the EA Sports video game NHL 2003. It was originally written to appear on the album Clarity. The band played the song live so many times during the Clarity tour, and a demo recording of it was included on the 2009 reissue of Clarity. The song is available as a downloadable song for the music video game series Rock Band as part of Jimmy Eat World 3 Song Pack, which features Lucky Denver Mint and Futures. Wise Guy Um, he's that music subreddit. Yeah. Learn this band. Uh, here's his blurb about sweetness. Has the soaring woes that make these poppy rock songs so catchy. I think they repeat the hook over 20 times. So you're sure to learn the lyrics before the end of this one. Oh. I've got Jimmy Eat Pot Theater. We haven't done oh. this in a minute. Oh, man. Uh, Especially a Bleed American track. Yeah, this is new then. Yeah. Right? I Yeah, I don't know. Did we? Did, We've done we a few Jimmy Eat World Theaters where it's... Like, would have been the last time maybe we did it? Uh, let's see. I guess. Yeah, 
Okay. Well, let's see. I feel like it's been a while for this one. All right. I will do uh, SW. Okay, I'll be MG. <clears throat> this album was the soundtrack to my early 2000s. It rarely left my CD player. What's a CD player? It was the thing in the middle of your car. Sweetness. Now you can get it faster. If you don't use a CD player, record player, or cassette deck, don't complain about new industry model. Are you listening? The world was to Jimmy. <laughs> Classic Jimmy Pop Theater. Yeah. I should have queued up the uh, yeah. the uh, Masterpiece Theater music. That's okay. It's okay. We can always just throw a Wilhelm in there. It'll do the same thing. <laughs> Here's a couple news blurbs I found from Jimmy World Online's archived website. And these are obvious, These are from the turn of the century. Yeah, right, 2000. Yeah, goodness. So September 30th, 2000. Updated lyrics to singles. That CD was released in Japan under the label Toys Factory and includes three bonus tracks, Sweetness, Better Than O, and Reason 346. The lyrics are included, so they are being correctly updated. Does anyone know how to get a copy of this? So that was September 30th, 2000. Uh, September 22nd, a few uh, days earlier. Back at the studio, Jimmy World is happy to report that they will be locking themselves into a studio in mid-September to work on their fourth full-length album. Mark Trombino will be turning the knobs once again. Sweetness will be included on this new record. Fun stuff. Okay, (laughs) this is the last thing, but this is really cool. Somehow, it's like an Angel Fire Q&A. It's an Angel (laughs) Fire chat room that's archived. And there's a Q&A with them. I don't have a date on this. Let's see. I, this is linked. So let me open this up. But Let's the URL is for Angel Fire, huh? Angelfire.com slash AZ2 slash Jew slash live Wow. Jimmy Eat World band chat. Uh, November 8th, 1999. 11.07 p.m. Eastern. 2.03 a.m. Oh, it's from 11 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Eastern. Run by a slightly intoxicated Mr. Frosty, a.k.a. Joe from Detroit. Note, I am not an alcoholic, but thanks for the get well emails. Thanks to Jim and Zach for answering over 100 questions. Also, special thanks to the helpers. Clam, Chris, Gogo, Scott, Nilla, Joy. Joy! <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's gotta be. It has it's to, right? Be, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Whatever. Uh, Marty. Uh question taker oh wait that's me and last but not least mr frosty oh wait just me again but most of all thanks to all the friends all the fans who came all 313 of you who came throughout the course of the chat i edited out most of the bullshit enjoy it's got to be joy right yeah it has to be okay so here's question number one uh question taker what's your guy's opinion on the whole mp3 movement how do you feel about mp3s like sweetness being passed around and jim says it's cool people like our new songs zach says it's cool in some ways bad in some other in some in some ways about sweetness it's not that big a deal it that isn't the final version of the song anyway so it doesn't really matter so that is uh question one about sweetness oh here this is interesting uh they mentioned secret crush here Ooh, uh as secret crush huh well we'll let's see why did you just call it Crush instead of Secret Crush? And then Jim says, it was always just Crush. Jim says, that was a mistake on the part of Crank Records. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I remember us talking about Crush versus Secret Crush. Yeah. And we determined that they just changed the name of the song. So here we have definitive proof that it was just Crank Records fucked up their pressing of the, right. 
of the thing. And that's how it ever went out there as Secret Crush. Um, I asked about the chorus of sweetness. Uh, I don't know if you got that one. What are the words after I was spinning free? And Jim says, I was spinning free with a little sweet and simple numbing me. So that was fun that he uh, clarified the lyrics to somebody directly. Here's another one. Is sweetness going to be on the new CD? Uh, will there be a new EP out to satisfy us before the new CD like the EP was softer? And Zach says, yeah, it'll all be out on CD in some form. And then he goes on to say, maybe we're looking to do a compilation of old vinyl stuff on CD when that became singles. So that was in November of 99, and they were able to turn that around pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, two more. I put maybe something else. I'm not sure. Uh, Roll Up and Shine says, I read that Sweetness will be on the new album. Why did you decide to put it on the new record? Jim says, we've been saving it for the new album. And then uh, lastly, number five, Roll Up and Shine. Are you for or against Napster? Jim says, I'm for it. We played Germany in this town called Wies at a festival in this town we had never been to before in our lives. And there were these kids in the audience with homemade signs saying, play sweetness. Obviously, that's the only way that they would have been able to get, get that there. For a band like us that is uh, kind of developing, it can only help. So as we've known in the past, there are always big proponents. Always of, big proponents of that. Yeah, uh, peer-to-peer natural. sharing. Okay. Now, I have articles. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, oh. <laughs> and yeah, some yeah, I think there's good stuff here. Um there's nice reviews of the vinyl. I'll skip that one. MTV article. Okay. Likely the next single, Sweetness, was a fan favorite long before the album came out. When the demo so I, I keep reading these things. A when we listen when I listen to podcasts, music podcasts, and everybody talks as if they know everything about everything, I like to give <laughs> and sometimes it results in me saying the same thing over and over and over again, but it's because it comes from so many disparate places. And yes, I could put the information together, but then I'm editorializing. So I'm basically saving everybody a Google, right? That's right. basically all I'm doing. Okay. Likely the, the likely next single sweetness was a fan favorite long before the album came out. When a demo started making the rounds on Napster, the band quickly found audiences singing along with the infectious woes that dominate the song throughout the track. In which Atkins insists, I'm still running away. I won't play your hide-and-seek game. Guitars play their own hide-and-seek game, loudly bursting to the fore and then beating hastily subdued retreat. For all its popularity, though, the song was nearly tossed before it was recorded. So here's what Jim says. It's just such a ridiculous melody. I had this melody in my head, and I was demoing it and singing it and kind of having a hard time with it. It almost didn't bring to the band. I almost didn't bring it to the band because I was thinking to myself, I just can't say nothing. I can't just <laughs> use all these sort of a lyrical woes for this much of a song. The uh, This week, the band, whose lineup also includes guitarist Tom Linton, bassist Rick Birch, and drummer Zach Lynn, began testing the potency of sweetness on the lip ring and wallet chain crowd kicking off a stint on the Vans Warped Tour, their second appearance. Well, that's pretty fun. Yeah. So that Jeez. was an MTV.com article. Yeah, what was this? The two, Yeah, July 26, 2001. Oh, you found it? Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Pop Goes the Emo on Jimmy Eat World's Bleed American was the name of that article. Here's another one. MTV article about the video. 
In Jimmy Eat World's video for Sweetness, the band remains essentially stationary as the world around it changes at a boring pace. It's an example of art imitating life as the band's self-titled latest album has brought about a change never before experienced in the Mesa, Arizona Quartet eight years together. Mainstream success. It's loosely based on a general journey of what a band goes through as they start and as they progress drummer Zach Lind said of the clip. There's not really a storyline to it. It's more of a really cool, unique looking video that will hopefully look like nothing you've ever seen before. The band is essentially the same, and that's the theme of the video, the drummer, uh, singer Jim Adkins added. A lot can happen. A band can become successful or unsuccessful, but ultimately, hopefully, the band is still the same and re represents the same thing. The video, shot last month in Los Angeles by director Tim Hope, Coldplay, so I guess he did a Coldplay video, mm -hmm. yeah. and expected to surface in late April sums up the band's present situation. I believe it premiered in June. Yeah, June 3rd, 2003. I mean, that's a lot of post <laughs> <laughs> on that thing. So that was the second MTV article. Ah, Up Rocks has the top 30, the best Jimmy Eat World songs ranked. This is Tommy Lasorda's oh, goodness. retired number. It was a hundred. Uh, I think it was thirty. Oh, uh, songs on the on this list. Got it. Oh boy, jeez, I don't even eighteen. Two. <laughs> They're number two. That's so good. Uh, well, uh, specifically Jimmy Eat World songs, right? Yeah. So sweetness was number two. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't They're all. Capital. I'm sorry. I thought they were picking on. No. All yeah. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. They were all Jimmy Eat World songs. I don't want to give Capital too much credit here, but if they were the ones who decided sweetness wasn't a good fit for clarity, they made the right call. At least that's the case with the version that's been retroactively appended to its deluxe reissue, a scrappier take more in line with the sweetness that was appearing in their live sets alongside Lucky Denver Mint and Crush. There's an arrangement that it's thematically aligned with, say, Believe in What You Want, Blister, or anything else on the album, rife with unrequited affection, especially given Jimmy Eat World's relationship with a label that was mostly fixated on reissuing Beatles and Frank Sinatra records at the time. Capital didn't give a shit about us, Adkins later joked. But the demo version of Sweetness sits in a liminal state of between the in a liminal state between the formative pop punk of their earliest days and the Jimmy Eat World striving to make distinguishingly catchy and straight-ahead radio hits on Bleed American. The first part is certainly true. Atkins' acapella, Are You Listening? Whoa, is one of the greatest opening lines of the 21st century, and now that I think about it, the demo version of Sweetness is basically a post-nothing track. But straight ahead, not so much here. Sure, the ubiquity of the middle has likely driven many to write on the behalf of sweetness, but uh, to these ears, it's also a better representation of what it meant for emo to go mainstream. The post-hardcore and second-wave influences are plainly obvious. Lynn's churning drums and the stop-start dynamics of uh, and vicious as anything Trombina's old band put to tape a historical fiction where yank crime justifies its existence to interscope accountants. <laughs> Even if the lyrics are pretty much the exact opposite of those on the middle, the existence and success of sweetness is just as life-affirming. If you're going to ask, are you listening? Say it with your whole chest. <laughs> so that was what Uprox had to say. Yeah, they, about that's that. a lot to say about that track. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about this, but Zach says the drum beat in sweetness is like a total Larry Mullen Jr. ripoff 
Is he the drummer of U2? That sounds so familiar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Larry Mullen. Yeah. yeah. And so Edison. Zach said that to, uh, and oh, where is this? Line, line and link. So this is an archived page that I can't even load right now. Let me see if I can send it to you. It's it's coming up with a 404, but I'm glad I was able to get it. Oh, no, it just, it just, so July 4th, 2001, London, England, line and link. Yeah, it's just like some like punk zine, like website zine, but they got a interview with uh, a line and ink with uh, Zach and Jim, and there's all kinds of great stuff. But anyway, he talks about Larry Mullen Jr. ripoff that he did the drums for uh, Sweetness. So I thought that was a really good bite. Yeah, there you go. Oh, chart, chart info. So we talked about it, chat GPT. Here's the real the real deal that I pulled, at least from Wikipedia. Now, whether this is right or not, I didn't go to Billboard's website. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're not that kind of podcast. Uh, um, Sweetness peaked at number 75 on Billboard Hot 100. Number two on the alternative songs. Number 40 on adult pop songs. Number 74 on radio songs. Outside the US, it charted at number 31 in Scotland and number 38 in the UK. That's pretty good. There are some accolades. A Sweetness appeared in the Best of Emo Songs list by Vulture. A Praise Chorus, Bleed American, Middle, and Sweetness were ranked at numbers 85, 12, 9, and 3, respectively, on Alternative Press's list of the best 100 singles from the 2000s. I mean, that's pretty strong to have four songs on that list. But also consider your source. Alt alt Press is going (laughs) to... Consequence of Sound. Okay, so these are the people that talk about how... How, they they were talking about every record since sur- uh, uh, surviving back, and they talk about how Jimmy Eat World is this record. So these are the contexts, right? Uh, Jewishness. They That's say. it. There the, it is. The Jewishness. The album heralded as an emo masterpiece upon its release, even though it technically is an emo. At this point, Jimmy Eat World is more rock and roll than anything. Hell, you could even call them stadium rock with Bleed American. It's big. It's hooky. It's a summer record. Uh, oh, yeah, then how do you explain these lyrics, says uh, uh, um, Consequence of Sound. You rip my heart right out. The sweetness will not be concerned with me. A song with a heart so big, God wouldn't let it live. And I'm sorry that I'm such a mess. I drank all my money could get. You know what I'm thinking of you. I miss you. This is my sundown. So that was uh, how do you explain these lyrics. So That's Consequence of Sound. I have two more articles. These are show reviews from the early 2000, or from, yeah, from the year 2000. One is October 1st, so this is 15 years before Wes was born. My goodness, uh, man. <laughs> then keeping up with the quick material, they played Sweetness. Sweetness is a song that they could only perform live, uh, and it is famous around emo circles and Napster, where anyone can easily download it. Sweetness sounds good, but Jim did both vocal parts, and I had always assumed that Jim sang a line from the song first, and then Tom repeated it. Oh, well, it sounded great, and I was singing from the top of my lungs. So that's pretty cool. Which site was that from? Uh, this is a really, like, in, it's an angelfire.com slash walk to oh, slash okay. roll up and shine slash concert reviews slash jew10100.html. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Uh, but Nathan Cross wrote that Purdue rock guy at hotmail.com. And then here is later in that same month, right before my 16th birthday. Um, let's see who wrote this. This is redrival.com slash Jimmy world slash articles slash Philly review. Talk about rocking out October 21st, 2000. Finally, 
and happily Jimmy took the stage next. Opening with your new aesthetic, they took it straight into Blister. They let us hear some new stuff, No Sensitivity and Bleed American, and then they went into more of their classics. They were supposed to be done by 7 because of some stupid curfew in Philly, but Jim announced that they'd play till they got thrown off stage. They played Sweetness, which we all love so much, and gladly they all seemed to find their place in. I think that they just don't use Rick's skills as much as they could. I'm a big fan of the bass, and they just don't have him rock it like some of the other band's bassists. Jim, however, gets into his music big time. He was then Sweats. like, do we have time for one more? The club guy said sure, and Tom suggested softer, which made me happy. But Jim decided on Lucky Denver Mint, so they finished with that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> An opportunity for softer. Now, Lucky Denver Jeez. Mint. <laughs> oh, fuck. 